the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our AM 630 The Word Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Marcus Burgos. Thank you and welcome, San Antonio, to Church of the Week program. I am your host, Marcus Burgos, and I am so happy to be here once again with another one of our local pastors from right here in San Antonio. I love, and I say this every time, I love the national guys. I love the men and women that travel across the globe and they preach the gospel here and then they get on a plane and preach the gospel there. I love them, but there's a special place in my heart for those men and women that don't get on a plane to preach. They get in a car. They may just even cross the street because these are the men and women we call. When we're sick, who do we call? We call our pastor. When the baby got the fever and, and is not breaking, we don't call the national guy. We call that man. We call that woman that we call pastor that we love so much. And you know what? Nine times out of ten, they come on. They come visit us. They, they, they minister to us. They cry with us. They love us. They, they celebrate our, our birthdays and anniversaries and weddings. Right. And so it is my great honor today to welcome Pastor George Barrera. He is the pastor of Journey to the Cross Church. Pastor George, Thank welcome you, to the program. Thank you so much for having us here. Yes, uh, my name is George Barrera. I'm the pastor from Journey to the Cross Church, and we are located on 1110. Chicago Boulevard, San Antonio, Texas, 78210. Which means that you guys are on the south side. Yes, sir. We're on the southeast side. On the we're, south. Talk to me about where. How do I find you guys? Perfect. So if you were to take 37 South down towards Corpus, let's just say, and you exit Fair Avenue and you make a left or you, or you turn southeast and you drive up to the Whataburger. Everybody knows Whataburger <laughs> in Texas. Just drive up to New Braunfels right there at the Whataburger, make a left back towards town, and go up two blocks, and we're right there at the corner church on the right-hand side. You know, that's what I was going to ask you. Where's the Whataburger? That's it. Uh, because if you know the Whataburger is, then you can find that's the church. That's right, and everybody knows where Whataburger <laughs> is, especially in San Antonio. <laughs> we all, and so I'm, I'm, so, I'm so glad you're here. Uh, you know, we, we were... We, we've been talking, you and I, yes, sir. Uh, about what God is doing. But before we get to, to there, to journey uh, to the cross, I want to I talk about you. Uh, because first of all, uh, everybody noticed when you walked into the room, right. into the building, uh, <laughs> right. because of your uniform. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, so and, and I'm glad to be here. I really am. So at the age of 19, I felt a call on my life to ministry. And... To be honest with you, I thought that being a pastor was somewhat of a of a boring job. I really did. At that age, I didn't know any better, but I thought I knew it all. You know, I was mm -hmm. like a late teen, an early adult, we'll say. And, and so 
I ran the other way and I, I jumped into law enforcement and I've been with the sheriff's office, with the Bear County Sheriff's Office for 23 years. Wow. And that's where I've been. I thought I could help people in this route and in this way. So when you were about 19 years old, what you're saying yes, is sir. You, you heard, you felt the tug Absolutely. Uh, into ministry. Yes, sir. But, but you, didn't, you didn't answer the call right no. then and there. I did like Jonah, and I ran the other way. I ran towards Tarsus. <laughs> what happened, I'll tell you the, a quick synopsis of it. I was, I was at a church, the church that I got saved in, yeah. the church that I accepted Christ in. And uh, there was a, a traveling evangelist that was there, and he was a Spanish-speaking evangelist. Mm-hmm. And he was into the deliverance ministry, we'll mm-hmm. say. And uh, they had a... They had a uh, uh, a lady who was apparently demon possessed. And so one of the sisters runs out and she says, Hey, we need some strong Christian brothers to come and pray for this lady. She's demon possessed. And I, I said, well, let me see if I can go find you some, because I'm, I'm not that guy. And, uh, I, I ran the other way. And next thing I know that lady comes up to me and she starts to minister to me. And I started to share with her that I, I was a Christian, but I was a struggling Christian and I wasn't really right. I had one foot in and one foot out. And she basically rebuked me and said, repent, make it right and get in here and start praying for this lady. And that's exactly what I did. After that was over, I started to notice that God continued to tug at my heart that this is what he was going to have me do. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I was afraid to talk in front of people mm. and, uh, and so I was like, oh, I don't think so. And again, I, I went with the sheriff's office. And uh, about 15 years later, God brought me full circle and started having me get involved in ministry. Um, on, on the law enforcement side, I guess because I was immature as okay. a man, um, I saw a lot of things that I saw a lot of the bad that this world has to offer. And I, I got real discouraged. And I saw things like... Uh, uh, I always use this example. Um, when I worked inside the detention center, mm-hmm. I would see people, uh, for lack of a better term or word, they would use God and they would use the Bible as as this is. Uh, there was a saying back then that when, when you go to jail, everybody finds Jesus right. and then they find gangs or whatever the case mm-hmm. is. Right. And so when they would be leaving, I would see them. And they would literally say, I don't need some of them, not all of them, but some of them would say, I don't need this anymore. And they would throw their Bibles in the trash. And wow. man, that that affected me tremendously as a young, immature believer. And I began to question myself about God and, and, and question what I had been raised in and question what I had been taught. And I would I, I was like, Lord, if you're God, why would you allow people to use you like this? You know, mm-hmm. and. and as I started to grow in the Lord and as I started to to have compassion and mercy for people to understand that we are all at different levels in our walk. Yeah. You know, and it's not my place to judge anybody. And I had to learn that the hard way. Yeah. And so now my mindset is different. You yeah. know, I, I realize now what to do is we need to start praying for people who because who who doesn't know someone even even let's say in a physical realm right how many people do you know that only call you when they need something mm-hmm. and that's how many of us are with god we that's only right. call on him when we need something as a matter of fact yesterday i kind of preached on that a little bit yeah you know and, and, and we, so they, they call that don't they call that the jailhouse prayer that's it you know lord that's if you it. get me out of this one that's, i'll never do yeah, it exactly. again right? i'll go to church tomorrow <laughs> that's I right i promise that's right i'll behave that's right you know but it's but it's interesting because now 
uh, sitting before me in San Antonio. You can't see this, but there's a there's a gentleman here. He's not he's not in a in a collar or you know <laughs> dressed up like a preacher or a pastor. He's dressed up like a officer of the peace. You know, and when he walked in the building, everybody stood up at attention, and and I'm, and I'm sure a couple of people were thinking, "Oh, did I pay that ticket?" Right, right. They, oh, am I gonna? What? No, oh, they <laughs> Who's found. Who's he here for? Yeah, right. right. And, you know, to be honest with you, I'm off today. I just wore it just for dramatic effect. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it worked. No, no, you I'm got the kidding. effect. No, uh, no. Actually, I, I rushed straight from work over here. Is, yeah. is what I. So did, what I'm so. what I'm trying to say is is that you know we we are preachers, but you are also uh your your job your That's career right. is law enforcement yes sir and and so you know at the beginning where you said as a, a immature christian you know it it sounded to me like you just wanted law god why would you allow this you know almost like you can say come down and rebuke these dudes for using you if i could say it like this mm-hmm. okay as at that age right people watch television and mm-hmm. you see you see shows like cops or or other law enforcement shows where yeah. where they're running and gunning and they're chasing the bad guy and they're catching him and there's this all this adrenaline and and you see that right and so as a young man watching that on television and, and relatives who were in law enforcement already, the stories that they would share, it was like, man, that sounds like a fun and exciting job. And I want to try that. And I want to be that. And I can still help people in what God is calling me to do. Right. There, there are certain things that I consider a calling. Right. And so, so law enforcement is one of them. Obviously yeah. the clergy are preaching and teaching right. and speaking. That's another um, teachers are calling nurses are calling mm-hmm. and people who serve this country. I believe that those are, are all callings. That's right. And so, so when when we were there in that place and I w- I'm talking about as as a young man I thought I'll go that route because I thought that running and gunning and chasing and doing all the stuff that TV showed me would be fun not realizing that there is so much more excitement watching a soul be set wow, free yes. and, and not so much imprisoning people, but watching them be set free by the blood of the lamb, watching, watching miracles and signs and wonders happen now in our present day and age, watching a family come back together yeah. because of the power and the love of God and the mercy and grace of God. And I realize now that this is way more exciting than the other. You know, uh, it makes perfect sense. And one <laughs> of the acknowledgments I made while you were uh, recording your devotionals that aired earlier this week uh, was your, your Monday devotional. And I, and I wrote down uh, a police officer speaking of freedom. That's right. You know, because you're, you're talking about about Exodus yes, and sir. how God told Moses to let my people go. And that, that just that came into my mind when we think about police officers. I don't I don't I don't know for sure, but I think a lot of people don't think about freedom when they see a police officer. You're absolutely right. If I could say it like this, I've seen people working in 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 jail who are more free than people that are out here because because they have truly found Jesus. Yes. There are people inside that jail who who didn't do the crime and there are people who are good people who made bad decisions. Right. Um I'm not saying that that's everybody, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. there is a small percentage right. on the other side coming out here and working out here as a patrolman, I've realized that there are people who are imprisoned and who are bound, even though they're out here walking around amongst us, they are imprisoned in their minds. And they, they can are, go wherever they want. That's right. But they're bound. But they're bound and they're enslaved. And that's why I said it. my perspective changed to say, you know what? 
Lord, use me to set people free yes. for you, physically and spiritually. Yes. And so you're listening to AM 630, The Word, and this is Church of the Week program. I am your host, Marcus Burgos. Uh, and I have as my, my special guest, Pastor George Barrera. He is the <laughs> pastor of... He is the pastor of Journey to the Cross Church. Yes, Journey to the Cross Church. And Journey to the Cross is at 1110 Chicago Boulevard. San Antonio, Texas, 78210. Right down the street from? That's it. Uh, right down the street from Whataburger <laughs> at Fair and New Braunfels. There you go. So the, talk, let's talk a little bit about, about the church. What time is your service? Our services are on, on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Yes, sir. 10 a.m. We have one Sunday service, one Sunday morning service. Um, it is life changing and it is impacting. It is Amen. filled with the fire and the power of the Holy Spirit. God is really moving in our church. And we are a Bible based preaching, teaching, believing church. Yes. And so when you can come as you are. That was my next question. Yes, sir. <laughs> that was my next question. You're about to steal my thunder. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> is, this, is this a three-piece suit church? No, sir. Or is this a shorts and, and, and sandals church? How, how, how should I go dressed? You, you can come as you are. Just don't come to where you might get arrested. You know what I mean? <laughs> because so, you will get arrested. Because <laughs> the weather's so hot. I always say in San Antonio, we get two weeks of, of winter. That's and right. And I love those two weeks because we get to put more clothes on. <laughs> You can only take off so much clothes before you get in trouble, you know. That's so, right. <laughs> so San Antonio, we want to invite you, and I want and yes. I want the, I want Pastor Barrera to 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 speak a word. I mean, you you you've shared some great devotionals that aired earlier this week, and if San Antonio, you want to hear them again, give us a call or come visit am six thirty the word dot com, and and you can you can hear these devotionals again if you missed it. Uh, but Pastor Barrera definitely has something to say, and I'm so glad that he is sitting before one of our microphones. And so, Pastor, won't you won't you share an encouraging word to San Antonio? Sure, I would love to. Thank you so much. The Bible says, Jesus said, "Come to me, all you who are burdened and heavy laden, and I will give you rest." If I could share anything with you, it's this: that wherever you're at spiritually in your walk, in your growth. Even if you're listening to this radio station today and you're saying, you know what, I'm on the fence. I don't know if I believe or not. I want you to know that God loves you. And he sent his one and only son to die on the cross for you. And if you could do anything right now, the best decision that you could ever make in your life is to turn your life to him. And to call upon his son to be the Lord and Savior of your life. If there's anything that I think that any preacher could ever say, it would be that. To share Jesus for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever would believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And I pray that over every listener that hears the, these words. Everybody that is under the sound of my voice, I pray that you would come to know Jesus Christ as your Lord, as your Savior, as your Master, as the lover of your soul and, uh, as, the lover of your soul and as your best friend. Amen. Amen. Now, let me, let me ask you a question, Pastor, yes, sir. because you... You you deal with some of the people's bad decisions. Yes, sir. Not you know, and I and I've said often one of the major differences between me and some people that are incarcerated is that they got caught. Absolutely, uh, because we're all sinners. I like the way you said it. Most people will say it's because I didn't get caught. <laughs> it doesn't mean I didn't do it. It just means I didn't get caught. I, I know who I'm, I'm sitting right, in front right, of right, right. now. I got to measure my no, words. No. I'm one of them. I always tell people I wasn't always a cop. You know what That's I mean? Right. So. <laughs> That's right. And so, you know, his mercy, uh, his, his favor, 
the grace of God is upon me, and, and, I, and I thank Amen. God. Amen. I thank God for, for that, and I, I try not to take it for granted. Uh, but a lot of times we have this, uh, there's a misconception in church uh, when sometimes we're preaching from the pulpit and, and God does forgive. Uh, but there are sometimes uh, some of the things we have to clean up in our lives. Yes. You know, so when God forgives us and we go home and we tell, you know, the pastor or we come back to the pastor, well, my wife doesn't, you know, doesn't forgive me. You right, know, right. well, you know what? You're going to need to rebuild trust. My kids don't love me. Well, you know what? You're going to have to get a job and right. start paying the rent and start, you know. And so there, there are some things that we need to work on even, you know, because I, I feel like salvation brings us right back up to where we should be. But then from there we can build. Absolutely. How do you, t- tell me about that. If I could quote two citations out of the Bible. Number one. The Bible says that you'll know them by their fruit. In other words, if there's a change, I can talk all day long. My mom always had a saying that actions are louder than words, mm-hmm. right? You can tell me you love me a thousand times, but it's until you show me that I'll believe it. That's right. Um, I, I think of the woman at the well. The Bible says that Jesus showed up to meet her, and I could get into all kinds of theology on it, but basically, in a nutshell, he shows up there for a special divine appointment to meet that woman at the well. And as they begin to talk, they're talking about water and thirst and things like that. But he tells her something, and, and she looks at him as a great rabbi or as a, as a prophet, and uh, he tells her that she's not married and that she basically, by the end of the story, that she has five husbands. But at the very end, he tells her this. He says, go and sin no more. And that's the key is that for each and every one of us, we have to have that, like as you put it, a conversion moment where we change our ways, where we begin to turn away from the sin that we're doing and we run to God. If I could be as so bold as to say this, 75% of the people that I've ever put in the backseat of my car, if I could say it like that, Mm -hmm. they used to hear me listening to Christian radio. And so they would say, Sir, you're a Christian, right? Some of them were pastors. Some of them were preachers. That's the, this is as truthful as I can get, wow. as transparent as I can get. And I would say, yes, sir. And they would say, man, I'm sorry for what I did. They would feel like they had to turn to me to say that they were sorry. And so the one question that I always posed was this question. Are you sorry that you got caught or are you sorry that you did it? Because the answer to that question is going to tell me if I ever see you in the mm-hmm. backseat of my car ever again. That's right. And many of them would laugh. And the ones who, who knew that they weren't really sorry, they'd go, ha, 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 I'm sorry that I got caught. Yeah. And I said, well, chances are I'll see you I'll again. See and you I'll again. tell you right now, some of them I saw again. Now, the ones who said, I'm sorry that I did it, I'm telling you even today, after 23 years, going on 24 years of doing this business, I have never seen them again. So that's the change right there is when someone is truly repentant and somebody is truly remorseful and they turn away and they see that second chance as an opportunity to make a difference and it changes. It'll change your destiny. Yeah. It'll change the way that you look at things. It'll change the way that you that you respond to the things that are going on in your life. But you have to capture that and you have to run with it. Yeah. I'm a I'm a city guy. I'm from New York. I got you. And and so uh but there's something that really hits me about about sowing and reaping. You know, I'm from the concrete jungle and so I've never actually, you know, sown or reaped. I got you. But I believe it is a principle in the Bible. Absolutely. And so I think that all begins, all that change, it begins with 
with starting to change what you are sowing into your life. Amen. If you want tomatoes, but you are sowing onions. You'll never get tomatoes. Exactly. You're going to you're going to reap onions. Right. And so if you want love, but you're 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 sowing you're sowing hatred and violence, that's what you're going to get back. And so part of this change that I'm, I'm hearing from you and I'm enjoying so much this conversation is that it starts it starts with a new seed. Absolutely. It starts it starts with one step in a different direction. Mm-hmm. And you're right. If you want to see results, then turn into the direction that you want to see those results in. You know, if you're struggling with lust, well, then don't be looking at late night TV. Exactly. If I could say it like that. Yeah. Right. If if you uh, if you want to get away from from stuff with your money, well, then quit gambling or whatever mm-hmm. the case is. You know, uh, um, I've had people argue with me with what is considered sin and what's not considered sin. And it's like, OK, many of us are asking, how close can we get to this line without crossing <laughs> still it? go to heaven? Right, right. It's the same thing like whenever we're speeding. Right. How fast can I go? Is it t- is it true that it's 10 miles that we get a break up to 10 miles? I don't know. Uh, I don't know how to answer that question. You know, how about how about we just drive the speed limit or exactly. do what we're supposed to. Right. And and let God be God in our lives. You know, start taking those steps. Like you said, sowing what you reap. That's Amen. perfect. That's a perfect analogy. So we're listening to Church of the Week program. And I am your host, Marcus Burgos. And we have the pastor of Journeys to the Cross Church, Pastor Barrera. And uh, Pastor has been has been awesome talking to you, but I want I want you to invite San Antonio. We have this this microphone that you're speaking into reaches to. reaches 39 counties, and I I'm pretty sure that wow. in all those 39 counties there's a highway. Wow, there's Amen. a road that can lead to San Antonio that can lead uh, straight to Journey to the Cross. Amen. So feel free. I want you to invite San Antonio would, to church on Sunday. I would love to invite San Antonio to church on Sunday. Come and visit us. You can visit us on Facebook. You can fi- visit us on YouTube. We we have our own channel. It's called Journey to the Cross Church. It's very easy, just like yeah. the church. Um, but come on down to 1110 Chicago Boulevard. We're located right at the corner of Chicago Boulevard and New Braunfels. Like I was telling you earlier, if you come down 37 South and you hit Fair Avenue, exit Fair and go east or southeast, back towards New Braunfels and Fair, and you'll run into a Whataburger. Turn left back towards town and go up two blocks, and we're right there on the right-hand side. And if you want to go eat Whataburger after church, we'll go, or wherever you want to <laughs> we'll go. We'll meet you there. That's right. That's right. Um, but, yes, I would love to invite everyone. Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., come see what God is doing at our church. He's, he's really showing up and showing off. Amen. So <laughs> tell, me, tell me about the families that go. Do you have... Uh, young families or is it just uh, just older families? What is what is that like? So the crowd, uh, we could say it like that, right? The group, the families, we're all like one big family. And we have we have a saying at the church. We say we are in this together. When one is suffering, we all share in that suffering. Right. Um, Everyone is pretty. It's, it's it's a young crowd, but we do have some older people there. But they are young at heart, yeah. and so so I really love the church family that God has blessed us with. You know what I've learned about the church family that God has blessed us with? It's like your real family. You don't get to pick and choose uh-huh. who comes. They're just gonna come, and, yeah. and I love that. One thing that I do say from the pulpit all the time is this: is that no matter how big God grows us, and no matter how big we get, I want us to remain like San Antonio. It's a big town with that small town yes. feeling, yes. and I want us to stay that way. I want everyone who comes to feel special. 
everyone who comes to feel welcome. It doesn't matter what economic status you are. It doesn't matter what type of background you have. It doesn't matter how much education you have or don't have. We just want you to come and feel special. Yeah. Feel like you're a part of something bigger than yourself. So let me ask you a question. Young families come and they come with children. Yes, sir. You have you have something for the kids? We do. We have children's church. And uh, while the service is going on, what we do is, is we have several different teachers who come in and they teach the kids and they do biblical crafts with the kids and they do things like that it's it's a lot of fun as a matter of fact my daughter right mm-hmm. she's eight years old she's in the uh children's church and yeah. so on our way to church yesterday yesterday morning she asked my wife who the children's church teacher was going to be and my wife said i'm going to be your children's church teacher today she got real excited she said that's great and then she says daddy no offense but uh in the big church, y'all just talk. She <laughs> says, over here, we get to play and we get to do crafts and we get to learn about Jesus in a fun way. And I yeah. was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I said, no offense taken, sweetheart. <laughs> that's good. That is, that is something that's so important to, to families, that their children be ministered to as well. And so as we come to a close in our, in our program, time flies, doesn't yes, it? Yes, it does. Uh, I'm, I'm here with uh, Pastor Barrera. From Journey to the Cross Church, uh, located at 1110 Chicago Boulevard uh, on the southeast side of town. Come and visit the church. The service is at 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings. 10 a.m. in the morning. We also have the food pantry on Mondays at 10 a.m. If you want to come, if you need food, please come on down. If you know anybody, come on down to Journey to the Cross Church, 1110 Chicago Boulevard, San Antonio, Texas. Pastor Barrera, thank you so much no, thank you. for being part of the program today and for giving us this insight. Uh, the, the devotionals you spoke during the week were in, incredible. They were thank great. You. I want to encourage San Antonio to, to look them Please, up because they were down. very good. And come visit yes. Journey to the Cross uh, with Pastor Barrera yes. and the family there. Thank you for listening thank you, to Marcus. AM 630, The Word, Church of the Week program. God bless you, God Pastor bless you. Barrera. Thank you so much. And God bless you, San Antonio. Amen. Thank you for joining us today as we featured our AM630 The Word Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.